0: We read in the Megillah that after the decree to annihilate the Jewish people was handed down, Mordechai tells Esther, This is your moment in history. If you persist in keeping silent at a time like this, you and your family will perish. Either seize the moment and save the Jewish people, or everything will be lost. Now is the time for you to go to Achashverosh and plead on behalf of Ka'i Israel. And the question is, why did Mordechai use the expression Be'eis Hazois? Why was it necessary for him to emphasize if he keeps silent at this time? So I saw a beautiful idea from Rebelisha Harowitz. He says, Esther emanated from a long lineage of people who kept silent. She descended from Rachel Menu and Benyamin. Both of them embodied the Midah of Shtika during crucial moments of their lives. Rachel Amenu did not reveal to Yaakov the secret that it was actually going to be Leah waiting for him under the chuppah. Benjamin, the son of Rachel, possessed this family trait as well. He was well aware that his brothers sold Yosef into slavery and he refused to share it with Yaakov Avinu because of the harem that the brothers imposed on anyone who revealed it. Esther also had the innate capacity to remain silent. Ain Esther did not reveal her national origin. The Medish says, this was part of our DNA. But how do we know that they decided to keep quiet? Perhaps they were shy or introverted. So Chazal say that on the Choshin that the Kohen Gadol wore, there was a stone for each of the Shvatim. The stone for Sheva bin Yaman was called Yashfei. Chazal say this is an allusion to the words yeshpeh. There is a mouth. This means that Binyamin had a mouth, but he kept quiet. He did not tell his father that Yosef might still be alive. As the Chadusha Harim, the stone of Binyamin should not be yeshpeh. There is a mouth, but rather impeh. There is not a mouth because he didn't open his mouth. So the Chadusha Harim says something beautiful. Yeshpeh is appropriate because Binyoman did have a mouth. He was very capable of speaking, but he chose not to. When he found himself in a situation where it was necessary for him to speak, then Yeshpeh, he spoke with conviction. However, when a situation called for silence, he was able to overcome his natural tendency to speak, and he did not speak. And this is what Mordechai was conveying to Esther. Yomida of silence is very admirable, But now is the moment of truth. If you will remain silent at this time, it will be catastrophic. Now is the time for you to go to the king and intercede on our behalf. Now is not the time to keep quiet. Go to Ahasuerus and rescue the Jewish people. There is no doubt that humility is an essential and even praiseworthy trait. But there are times in life when a person needs to put their anivas aside and step up and take responsibility. In Mitzrayim, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw a Mitzri hit a Yid, the Pasuk said, He looked around and he didn't see any person. He went ahead and killed the Mitzri. Asked the Balatanya, How could the Torah say he didn't see anyone? The next day they reported this incident. So obviously there were people there. Says the Bavitcher Rebbe, ki ain ish. Moshe looked around and he didn't see a ish. He didn't see anyone that is willing to step up and be a ish. He didn't see anyone that is willing to step up and be a man and take responsibility. So Moshe decided he will be the ish and take matters into his own hands. Last week was the 87th yard site of one of the most important figures in the history of Jewish education. When she felt the urgency for a system of formal Jewish education for girls, an innovation that was necessary to stem the tide of the Haskalah movement, the era of enlightenment which tragically lured away Jewish girls from the ideals of Torah, she established Beis Yaakov, but not without major societal and political opposition. A story is told that a group of men came to the home of the Chafetz Chaim to inform him about this new concept, the establishment of a Jewish girls' school that will teach girls the principles of Torah. They argued that the Torah forbids all such innovations and cited proofs to their position. And they were trying to persuade the Chafetz Chaim to condemn the school. After listening to all of the details, the Chafetz Chaim said, Oy, such a holy undertaking and I have no part in it. He bemoaned the fact that he didn't have the schuss to take part in establishing the first Jewish girls' school. With the blessings of G'day Le Hadar, Sarah Schneier opened our first Beis Yaakov in Krakow in 1918 with a class of 25 girls. At the time of our passing, it boasted more than 200 schools all across Europe, attended by over 25,000 students. She said, my motive behind Bess Yaakov is because it is the Jewish mothers and teachers who raise the next generation. Only they can make children love Torah. It is they who guarantee the spiritual survival of the Jewish nation. Reb Cheskel Sarna, the Rosh Hashiva in Hebron once told a crowd of people, there's one person who impacted Kali's Yisrael the most in the past 100 years. It was not a Rebbe and not a Rosh Hashiva. It was Sarah Schneer the founder of the Beis Yaakov movement. From Rachel Emeinu and Binyamin to Esther Amalka to Sarish they all understood. There are times in life when it's best to remain silent. But sometimes, and perhaps even more importantly, there are times in history when a person needs to stand up, take a stance and make some noise. There are times in every person's life when they are faced with their moment. And when that time presents itself, we can't play the humility card. We need to step up and seize the moment. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.